The Fibber, McGee, and Molly Show. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber, McGee, and Molly transcribed. The show was written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. It said, God loveth a cheerful giver. So do thousands upon thousands of polio victims who receive merciful aid through your cheerful contributions to the March of Dimes. Your extra help is needed now to pay for history's greatest assault against infantile paralysis, the 1954 Polio Prevention Program through gamma globulin and vast field tests of a polio vaccine. Yes, polio will strike again in 1954, just as it has in the past. But there's new hope that this vicious crippler will soon be conquered through vaccine. And 1954 will be the year of decision in the showdown fight against infantile paralysis. This is the year that the March of Dimes has started its polio prevention program. And your dimes and dollars are going to determine just how far this program is carried out. Your dimes and dollars are going to help pay for more gamma globulin and the mass tests of the trial vaccine. The responsibility rests with you. Join the March of Dimes and give extra. Give extra for victory over polio. You'll be glad you did. Among the more pleasant words that a man may hear in the course of his life, are the words that Mr. McGee heard when he came down to breakfast this morning. For the first sound to greet his ear was his wife saying, Happy birthday, dearie. Happy birthday. Oh, for the... Well, gee, well, God. <laughs> you did remember. Did I ever forget your birthday? No, but I'm always afraid you will. Gee. Here's a birthday kiss for you. Here's a present. Oh, boy, a present. It isn't much. This close after Christmas, but happy birthday anyhow. Oh, it's wonderful, kiddo. Gee whiz, you always know exactly what I need, don't you? I should. New underwear. Gee, that's swell, Molly. Thanks a lot. How was the mail today? Any packages for me? No, not a thing, dearie. Mm. Any cards? Happy birthday cards? Like from Aunt Sarah with money in it? No. Mm. Uncle Dennis sent me a telegram? Collect even? No, sweetheart. I, I guess he forgot. Oh, well, you didn't forget. What's in the paper? Anything about Citizen X today? Oh, yes, yes. It says the contest is going to end on Monday. That's the last day for anyone to identify Citizen X. Yeah, Monday, huh? Here, here it is. It says, Wistful Vistons will have all day Monday in which to identify this elusive character and win a grand prize of $1,000? Wow, a thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. And if nobody finds Citizen X by Monday night, they're going to give the money to charity. Boy, oh boy, I got a wonderful charity for him. The Fibber McGee Home for the Aged Fibber McGee, who just got a year ageder today. <laughs> ah, you're still my boy, though. You don't suppose there was another mail delivery, do you? I mean, sometimes birthday cards or presents get delayed, you know. I'll go take a look. I doubt it, dearie, but maybe you can go see. My gosh, look who's sitting out here on our front steps. Hello, folks. Hello, <laughs> Mr. Wimple. Hi, William. How long have you been sitting out there in the cold? Oh, about a half an hour. My goodness, why didn't you ring the bell? I wasn't sure whether I should, Mrs. McGee. You see, I pedaled over here on my bicycle, and the sign over your doorbell says, No peddlers, so I didn't oh, know that. That don't I... mean bicycle peddlers. 
That means salesmen, them kind of peddlers. I didn't know you could ride a bicycle, Mr. Wimple. Neither did I, till I had my driver's license revoked. Yeah? Judge took away your license? No. Sweetie Face, my big old wife, did. Oh, uh, revoked your license, eh? Why, you have an accident? Yes. It wasn't my fault, actually, but... Oh, was she angry when I came home with that scratched fender. You mean she took away your driver's license for that? Just because you came home with a scratched fender? Is that all? Yes. That was all I could pry out from under the streetcar. Just a fender. Oh. <laughs> the rest of it was a mess. I really shouldn't have parked it on that hill, I guess. It seems like you shouldn't have. Oh, uh, the reason I stopped by, I have a little package here in my pocket. Uh, there it is. My gosh, look at the beautiful little expensive-looking package Wimp brought, Molly. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, come in, come in. Come on in the house and sit down, Wimp. My gosh, you didn't forget, did you? You didn't. Oh, gracious, no. I don't dare forget, Mr. McGee. She'd murder me. She? Your wife? Yes. Her mother's anniversary is next week. I'm mailing this present. Oh. I wonder if you know how much postage it would take, Mr. McGee? I haven't got the faintest idea. This is not a branch post office. Oh. Well, I'd better take it on downtown. I just thought you might have a postal scale. No. Happy Sweetie Face's mother's anniversary to you both, anyhow. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Mr. Wimple. It's a fine thing. After all the favors I've done that guy, all he thinks about is his mother-in-law. I'll never give him another birthday present as long as I live. Did you ever? No, and I'm glad, too. <laughs> well, I really don't think you should feel badly about Mr. Wimple not remembering your birthday, sweetheart. Uh, he probably doesn't even know your birth date. So does he, too, know it. <laughs> what about the presents I gave all my friends two years ago for Christmas? Them hand-painted ashtrays. The ones you painted yourself, you mean? Yes, sir. Doc and Wimp and all them guys got them. A beautiful hand-painted ashtray that it says right across the top of it, Merry Christmas to you from your friend, Fibber, born January 22nd. <laughs> well, I don't know. That might have been too subtle for those boys. Uh-oh, here's somebody. Come in. Hiya, Molly. Hello, sonny boy. Hello, Dr. Gamble. Come in. Hi, Doc. Can't save it a minute, kid. I just remembered what day this is, McGee, and I came right over. Oh, yeah, well, gee whiz, Dockey, old man, that's swell of you. Sit down, boy. You remembered the date. You hear that, Molly? Old Doc didn't forget. Wonderful. As a matter of fact, it did slip my mind till a few minutes ago. Then I suddenly remembered that we had a date to bowl tonight. Well, sure we did, but that's got nothing to do with so it. So I dashed over here to tell you I can't make it. Uh. I'm taking Miss Callahan to a movie tonight. Oh, fine. I knew you'd understand, my boy. Well, I gotta run now. So long. Hmm. Him, too. Oh, well, he's in love. You know how it is. Oh, no, it's okay. So what? Twenty years we've been friends. Twenty years. So what does he remember? A date with a gal he's known two months. Okay, <laughs> that's what my friendship means to him. Okay. <laughs> to Wistful Vista in a minute. Our country was founded by men who had faith in God and who were willing to endure hardship and sacrifice for the sake of that faith. In these uneasy times, we need the comfort and inspiration of religious faith more than ever. Faith helps hold our families together. It builds moral and spiritual character, and it creates the spirit of brotherhood on which democracy depends. 
There is need in these times to support a way of life based on the enduring principles of religion which knit the family together, make for good citizenship, and build the character of the children. The religious institutions in your community need your interest and support, so take an active part in religious affairs. Plan now to attend the church or synagogue of your choice this week and take your family with you. Your pastor, rabbi, or priest will give you invaluable family counsel and aid if you are a newcomer to the community. To face the problems of the future, America must be morally strong, and that moral strength comes through worship and faith. So go to church this week and take someone with you. What time is it, kiddo? You know what time? Quarter to eight. Why? Oh, nothing. My birthday's almost over, isn't it? One thing I learned today, I, I learned who my real friends are. Who? You. And bye, George. I got it. Hello, McGee speaking. This is uh, Fibber McGee. In the pale, quivering flesh, bud. Uh, look, McGee, you've been recommended to me as a guy I can make a deal with, see? Now, if I give you some important information that you and I can make dough with, uh, could you keep your trap shut? Huh? What do you mean? What kind of information? Hey, who is this? I'm not sure I want any information from a guy that... Now, how would you like to know who Citizen X can I keep my trap shut? Boy, you couldn't open my mouth with a crowbar. You mean you know who he is? Who, McGee? Yeah, but uh, I don't know if you're the guy to trust. We could split the reward, but if uh, this information ever leaked out... Oh, not for me. Tight lips McGee, they call me. Nobody can get me to open my mouth. When I was a kid, my mother had to brush my teeth through my ear. <laughs> you see, that was... Yeah, but listen. Okay. I'm going to take a chance on you. Now, meet me in the alley back of Kramer's Drug Store in 15 minutes and bring your old lady along. My old lady? What? Ooh, you said to bring my old lady. Now, we can use her for a lookout. Tell her nothing, see? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell her nothing. For heaven's sake. Now, post her at the entrance to the alley and she can watch for cops. And keep mum, see? What in the world is this all about? Tell your old lady nothing about what? Oh, my gosh, this is sensational, Molly. Get your hat. We gotta hurry. Gotta meet a man in Kramer's Alley in 15 minutes. Oh, no, not another one of those deals. What is it, diamond rings or oil wells? No, sir, this is legitimate. No time to explain now. Come on, I'll tell you on the way down there. Oh, boy, come on, hurry. <laughs> Okay, kiddo, here's the alley. Now, you wait here. No, dearie, I'm coming with you in case of trouble. Yeah, but he said... I don't care what he said. The last time I waited for you outside an alley, you came out without your pants. You're wearing your brand new suit tonight. Uh, McGee. Psst. McGee. And that's him, kiddo. Hi, bud. It's me, McGee. And this is my wife, Molly. Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, skip uh, the name. Uh, follow me. I don't think we ought to do... Hush, kiddo. You heard the man. Follow him. How'd you find out who Citizen X is, bud? Is he a relative of yours? Now just follow me, Mac. Don't talk so much. He'll talk as much as he likes. He always does. Gee whiz, kiddo. Don't move up the works now. Boy, oh boy, for two weeks I've been hunting Citizen X, and just think, in a few minutes we'll know who it is. And a thousand bucks. If this man knows who Citizen X is, why doesn't he claim the prize himself? Look, lady, why don't you quit asking questions? It wouldn't be healthy for me to clean that Citizen X money, that's all. No, it wouldn't be healthy, kiddo. This way is healthier. Both healthy this way, see? Ah, oh, boy, will I pour it on them Doc and more toops and them guys when I knock off that thousand bucks. I don't like this. Come on, through this door here, folks. 
Hey, wait a minute. It's dark in there, bud. Where are we, anyhow? Hey, ain't this the back door to the Elks Club? Go on in. Is that a suggestion or an order? Go on in. All right, quit shoving. Who shut that door? McGee, where are you? It's dark in here. Turn on the lights, bud. Where are they? All right, McGee. Huh? How's that, better? Hey, Doctor, where's Doctor? Doctor, 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 Fibber and Molly will be right back. For more than 26 years, more listeners have enjoyed more radio programs on NBC than on any other radio network. Listen this weekend for top drama, mystery, comedy, news, and music on this station. You'll hear the NBC Symphony Orchestra in another superb concert of outstanding music direct from the stage of New York's Carnegie Hall. You'll hear wonderful drama on many great new radio shows tomorrow and Sunday. Be sure to check your local paper for the time of broadcast on this station. And remember that Monday means music on NBC. When you tune here each Monday evening, you'll be entertained by the Railroad Hour, the Voice of Firestone, and the Telephone Hour. Each of these stellar programs presents music long in favor. Gordon McRae presides over the operettas presented on the Railroad Hour. On the Voice of Firestone, you'll hear the music of Howard Barlow and the Firestone Symphony Orchestra, while Donald Voorhees conducts the Bell Symphonic Orchestra on the Telephone Hour. Be sure to hear them all next Monday evening on the NBC Radio Network. wonderful evening, wasn't it? Yeah, swell. Gee, they're swell guys. Yes, indeed. You know something? I'm awfully glad that guy didn't lead me to Citizen X. I didn't feel right about that. I should say not. Well, it is now. I can find Citizen X myself. Monday, you know. Collect a thousand bucks and not have to split it with that guy. Mm, yes. Yes, sir, boy. Good night. <laughs> Good night, all. <laughs> NBC has brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed. With Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Wallace Wimple, Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, Mary Jane Croft as Doris Callahan, and Lou Krugman as the mug in the alley. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again next Monday night for another visit with Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Tomorrow, enjoy your road show with Bill Cullen on the NBC Radio Network.